Hey everybody, it's Brandon Bainey uh, from IdahoSports.com. Before we dive into uh, our latest episode of the SIC PrepCast, had to come on with a little bit of a disclaimer. So on this week's SIC PrepCast, uh, Wayne Dzubak uh, was out. Um, so we had Logan Green, another one of our great talented broadcasters, fill in for Wayne. And, and basically we did a season preview of all of the girls basketball teams in the SIC, both 5A and 4A. And we recorded this earlier in the week. So as we got to talking about Mountain View's girls basketball team, obviously Naya Ojukwu is one of the uh, premier players in the state of Idaho and one of the best girls basketball prospects um, in some time from the state of Idaho as well. Well, then the news came out uh, that uh, we're hearing reports that uh, Naya has uh, suffered a, a pretty serious injury and uh, may, may not be available for the rest of the season. Now, those are early reports. Um, nothing has been officially confirmed yet, but we just wanted to put this disclaimer in at the top of the podcast. So as we get to talking about Mountain View, and maybe you're listening to this a couple of days down the road and the, and the news has become official and confirmed, and you're thinking, what are these idiots talking about? Naya's not playing this year. This is why we recorded it earlier in the week. And uh, as things happen, sometimes news breaks. And so this is your disclaimer that we're going to talk a lot about Mountain View and the strength of their team and Naya Ojukwu. Keep in mind that she may not be available for the rest of this season for the Mavericks. They're still going to be a really good team regardless, but it does change the landscape a little bit in the 5A SIC. All right. That's enough uh, serious talk. Sit back and enjoy this week's edition of the SIC PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. From Boise to Middleton, the 5A and 4A Southern Idaho Conferences feature 20 of the largest schools in Idaho. Highlighting the big plays and big stories from Idaho's biggest schools, this is the SIC PrepCast with Wayne DeZubak. That's right. It is another edition of the SIC PrepCast on IdahoSports.com, where we break down the biggest stories from the 5A and 4A Southern Idaho conferences each uh, and every week, except for last week. We took the week off uh, because of the Thanksgiving holiday, and uh, Wayne DeZubak actually has it written into his contract that he gets two weeks off <laughs> at the holidays. So... I'm Brandon Bainey, pleased to be joined by Logan Green, filling in for Wayne this week. Logan. I, I mean, I'm a, I look like Wayne, right? I look exactly like him. So <laughs> I could have, we could have just said Wayne and uh, gotten away with it. Yes. Uh, okay. Uh, this is, uh, the, you're like the understudy. The uh, <laughs> That's right. We're on Broadway. I'm, just the, I'm, the, I'm the extra, finally getting this chance. <laughs> That's right. Well, uh, for those of you that may or may not know, Logan Green uh, is also a, a great member of the team here at IdahoSports.com. Uh, each week, Logan uh, and I uh, do the Treasure Valley PrepCast, where we talk about the 3A, 2A, 1A schools in District 3. So, Logan, that's where you live. You're pretty plugged into the 5A and 4A scene as well, right? Yeah, I mean, I last year I worked with Wayne during uh, the 4A girls basketball tournament and then the 5A boys basketball tournament. Um, I live in Middleton, and we do tons of Middleton games, um, so very connected with um, – 5A and 4A sports. We did a, I did a lot. I did the, you know, the Rigby. Um, Red did a couple Meridian um, state tournament games. Um, so yeah, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm not uh, I'm not a total greenie to this. <laughs> Definitely. And Wayne should be back next week. Uh, should I say should? Um, he said he, he probably was going to be able to make it. And if not, then definitely in two weeks. So we may have you on retainer, Logan. 
Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I, you know, I talked to Wayne today, actually, we were looking over um, some of the schedules and just, just trying to map out um, what games we could possibly cover. Um, what four and five, a games we can go maybe do, do uh, video broadcasts or audio broadcasts. Uh, there is a ton of options out there. Uh, so yeah, that's one thing. Be sure to check back to idahosports.com, um, you know, later in the month, um, towards the beginning of the year, um, just to see what games we'll be able to to be at this year to cover for uh, both boys and girls basketball. That's right. We have officially turned the page to to the winter sports season. Basketball off and running for girls basketball. It's been for about two and a half weeks now. Boys basketball gets started this week. Uh, all the scores, schedules, uh, our previews as well, all at our website, idahosports.com. So really just make it your homepage and just check back every day because there's going to be new stuff. Uh, each and every day at idahosports.com. So uh, today on the SIC PrepCast, we're, we're going to talk about girls basketball. We'll save boys basketball for another week since they're really just getting started this week. We already are starting to see the hierarchy kind of establish itself, especially on the 5A side. You know, the top three teams in the preseason coaches poll coming in were Timberline at one, the defending 5A champs Mountain View at number two, and Boise at number three. And wouldn't you know, Logan, those are the top three teams in the standing so far. Yeah, I think that uh, – well, where is that from? They are who we thought they were. That's um, that's exactly what's going on right now. Uh, you see Timberline, Boise, and Mountain View all on top. Um, and you look at Timberline, they were the ones picked to win it uh, over um, Mountain View. And that's one where I go, well, they – you know, why – you know, Mountain View was so dominant last year. Why don't they get the top spot this year? You look at what they lost and say, can they replace it? But on the other side of that, you just throw in Naya Ajuku, who is just going to dominate every game she plays in. Uh, she's already committed to Utah. Um, so, you know, they're, they're going to be right there in that mix. But uh, we talk about Timberline just for a second. Uh, they, they already have a win over Hawaii this year. Uh, it counts as a non-conference game, but Hawaii looking pretty good already. They're 2-0 and in conference, 3-1 and overall. Um, but uh, so Timberline with a solid win over them already to start the year. Yeah, Timberline, it, it was close. I will say I, I'm the one who tabulates all the votes for the preseason coaches polls, and it was very close. And Timberline just edged out Mountain View um, because they they do bring back a little more in, in terms of uh, right. quantity over quality, right? Mountain View has the best player in the league, no doubt, in Naya Ojukwu. But uh, Timberline brings back three or four quality players as well. Uh, and really, they're led by Audrey Taylor and Sophie Glancy. That's a nice one-two combo for the Wolves. Yeah, you throw in Lauren McCall as well, the junior, um, and they just, they're loaded. 12-4 and four last year, 9-1 and one in conference, um, and, and they're going to be fantastic. Of course, you know, Taylor and Glancy um, going to go on and play college basketball. So, you, you know, when you've got players that already know what they're doing, uh, kind of the stress is off. They're not out there to, you know, overly impress anybody. They've already got that. They just can go out and play their game. Yeah. So Timberline, the the top team in the coaches poll in the preseason. Uh, Mountain View second. Uh, Ojukwu last year was such a talented player. She was so fun to watch. But she had she had players that could lessen the load. Right. There was a four year starter at point guard in Dania Williams. Uh, they had a great uh, three-point, or excuse me, a Trinity Slocum uh, was the point guard last year, four-year right. starter. Dania Williams w- was a great playmaker 
on the outside, and then they had Millie Brunner inside. The question now is, how does Naya handle the, not the spotlight, but I mean, in terms of opposing defenses, she is going to get every team's best effort night in, night out. And it's up to those younger, more inexperienced players. They're counting on two freshmen, including a younger Ojukwu, Jada Ojukwu, who's just a freshman. Um, How those players around her develop their games is going to be, I think, ultimately what decides how Mountain View does in yeah. their repeat performance. Yeah, and and, and Naya Ojukwu, she averaged 24-10 and 10 last year. If she's able to get anywhere near that, which I would expect her to do, that alone is going to put them in a lot of games. Um, you know, like I said, she's committed to Utah, probably the highest uh, recruit here in the in the five A SIC. Uh, you look like I mentioned Taylor and Glancy; they're both going to Northern Arizona. Uh, there's a couple of other uh, Big Sky commits, but but uh, that that Pac twelve uh, commit that, that's pretty big deal, um, and they obviously think highly of her. And we've seen that she can do it. I did a couple of her games last year, and. And she can really score the ball, and I I think her game will morph. She's she's good enough that she can do that and figure out where she needs to fit in after all these pieces uh, that are missing from last year. Yeah, Mountain View twenty and two a year ago. Timberline we talked about already. Boise is an intriguing team. They have one of the best coaches around in Kim Bridges. Been there a really long time. Uh, Banks is back. Who's who's a great guard. Um, they did lose the defensive player of the year in the conference, Allison Ross, but, uh, Boise is a team that I think is going to be pretty, pretty solid as well. Yeah. You know, Ashley Banks, she's committed to Southern Utah. So you've got another, you know, there's another big sky, uh, for the time being, (laughs) uh, big sky to, um, commit here in the five, a SIC. So just, just a bunch of great basketball all around the conference, other players, um, there to look out for. Um, at Boise, of course, Avery Howell, Ella Nelson, and Ava Oakland, they're all going to be, um, you know, people that, that they're going to have to deal with. They'll have three seniors in Banks, Nelson, and Oakland out there for the Brave uh, that are going to make them difficult. And, you know, when you when you have those seniors, um, you know, that, that's got to count for something, right? Um, and then when, when you get in deep into conference play, they've been there, um, and they can pull off those upsets when they need to pull them um, to get – you know, maybe push aside a Timberline for a game or push aside Mountain View for a game. If you can just get one game on them, uh, that really helps your standing as the season goes along. So I think those are, are a clear top three. And then beyond that, I think, you know, four through 10, you know, kind of up for grabs. It all just depends on uh, who can get the most consistent effort night in, night out. The other big storyline is there's a lot of new coaches in the 5 ASIC this year, obviously at Hawaii, first year program, first year school. Jordan Axe takes over the program there. At Eagle, you have Jeremy Monroe stepping in. He's previously coached at Jerome. Cuna has a new head coach, Katie Holmes. And, you know, on her preseason form, she said, you know, I'm, I'm still trying to learn, you know, which player is which. Yeah. <laughs> but I think if we can get things figured out, we, we could have a nice season. Um, and then also, uh, as a new coach this year, um, maybe it was only three. I, th- I thought there was four, but there's so many teams in the league too. It's, yeah. It's hard to keep track. It's so big. It's like you get lost almost and how oh, big it is. Um, right. Mer- Meridian Meridian has a new coach this year as well. J- uh, Jason uh, Nichols. So, 
Um, yeah. A lot of new coaches, which I think is good um, because you've got, you know, at one end of the spectrum, Kim Bridges, who's been at Boise 17 years, uh, Connie Skogrand, who's been at Mountain View 18 years. And then you've got this this crop, this this, this next wave of, of yeah. coaches, right? Yeah. And, and, you know, one of those teams that I think maybe is quietly looking good is Hawaii. Uh, so far, they're three and one on the season. They beat Nampa by 30 points. They beat CUNA by 30 points. They, they beat Centennial by 20 points. I know CUNA and Centennial were towards the bottom of the conference, but you're a brand new school, uh, not a ton of seniors, and you come out and you start beating people like this. And then you, they, they did lose to Timberline, but by 11 points, that's a tight game. Um, I, you know, I'll give them that one, right? It wasn't not, it was the first one matchup. So it wasn't even a conference matchup. Uh, watch out for a Waihee. I think they're going to be really good in boys basketball too. I know that's another week's um, prep cast, but it's funny. My son, he last week, uh, Monday and Tuesday, a Waihee did um, like a kid's basketball camp. And my son went to that and he had a great time. I, I told coach Harrington that if he wasn't dunking by the end of the week, I wanted my money back. Hmm. Um, he, he didn't dunk, so I'm not sure if somebody can get Andy on the phone, that'd be great. Um, but, um, but why he doing some really good things. I think, um, I, I think they're going to be a program to contend with once they really get it going. And, you, you know, maybe they don't do it this year cause it's their first year, but, but next year when they've, um, hit their stride and everything's smooth and you don't have all these people coming together for the first time to play, you know, that they've found some rhythm and consistency and, and they're more familiar with each other there. I think they're going to be a very good team in the five, a SIC for years to come. Yeah. You know, uh, generally speaking, each team has played four games so far in the conference and, you know, they all seem to be picking up where they left off seven of the 12 teams in the conference are averaging better than 50 points per game offensively. And 10 of the 12 are averaging better than 40 points per game. So, Already, you're seeing these teams kind of picking up right where they left off a year ago. The learning curve maybe isn't as as steep as we thought it was in the five ASIC. Yeah, I think everything is is looking kind of like people expected. I think you can take the the coaches poll and match it up to the current standings, and you know, like you said, the the top three are the top three, and then the rest it just shuffles around. There's not like there's only been four games. There's not a ton of room for separation. But you look, you know, Boise, Mountain View, and Timberline four and zero, and then Hawaii and Skyview sitting there at three and one, and then most of the rest of the conference is two and two, so they're all right there. Um, a lot of them have played each other, have beat each other, um, so I think it's just it's going to be it's going to be a mess, a good mess to say uh, to sort out the middle of the SIC this year. A lot of teams are going to be able to. I think there's going you're going to see teams sitting around five hundred. And not a bad 500. It's going to be just a, a slugfest type 500. I mean, you look at the boys last year. Um, like I look at Boise and the boys last year, they they kind of were hovering around 500. And then they go and they beat Rigby in the first round of the state tournament. And then they were leading Lake City in the third quarter of that game. Uh, probably could have gone on and beaten them, kind of ran out of gas there at, this, at the end. Jack Payne got into foul trouble. Um, he's a, he's over at Hawaii this year, but um, I think that just speaks to the level of, of play here in the 5A SIC that um, you might be a 500 team, but you're probably still one of the best teams in the state sitting in a 500 record just because the conference is so tough. Yeah, we hear it all the time during football season and basketball season, but oh, there's no league tougher than the five ASIC night in night out. You, you never know what you're going to get. 
And in football, that's not really true. There's, there's, you know, there's like the top half and the bottom half generally. Yeah. I, I think it is a lot more unpredictable in basketball where every team has a stud. Some teams have two. And yeah, uh, for the most part, um, it, it really is wide open. Now, over the course of a season, the better teams, of course, will separate themselves. But on any given night, uh, you never know in the SIC. That's what makes it so fun to watch on, on the girls and the boys side. Yeah, yeah, I think it's going to be a great uh, tournament uh, when you get down to conference tournaments for them. And, you know, I I always forget, I think they get like four bids to state, something like that. So um, if you're outside of that top three of Boise, Mountain View, and Timberline, there's another spot up for grabs there. Uh, you can get in. You can do well here. If you can get that fourth slot, you have a chance to play for a state turn in the state tournament and for a state championship. Yeah, Bora was picked to finish fourth in the preseason coaches poll. They have a second-year head coach in George Rodriguez. Um, but like I said, it's four, four through ten, really up for grabs. Uh, right. Let's 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 transition to the four ASIC for girls basketball. And if you just look at the standings, you're going to go, man. Is there a good team in this league? Nobody has a winning record. Middleton is one in three, but they're one and zero in the conference. The best overall record belongs to Columbia at two and two. They're the only team that's five hundred or better. Everybody else is sub five hundred. But all these four A schools have been playing their five A counterparts, so the records can be deceiving. Yeah, Middleton has a loss to Bora, Rocky Mountain, and Eagle on their schedule. Um, and that's really tough to play. You know, you open up with those three teams and then, you know, from here on out for them, they, they do play Boise as well. So that'll be tough for them. Um, but outside of that, then they're all in conference. They are uh, Middleton's actually going to the Preston uh, tournament um, in a couple weeks over there in Preston. So that should be a good gauge, I think, for them to see where they sit. Um, last year, of course, Middleton and uh Columbia, right? They're picked one and two this year, but but the two of them went to state last year. I guess Bishop Kelly is in the mix for uh, second place right now. But um, Middleton and Columbia went to state last year and both really struggled. And you saw Middleton was ranked number one all year, um, really dominated everybody they played, and then they ran into Burley. I mean, everybody uh, <clears throat> struggles with Amari Whiting, and she just tore them up. Um, and then, then that next game, I believe it was Skyline. Skyline really put it to them. Um, and then same thing, Columbia really struggled in their in their two games that they played as well. And so this is something that the 4A SIC, the girls are going to need to prove that that they can play with the rest of the state, that they can take the step this year, that the teams that go to state from the league are going to be able uh, to win games and be competitive in those games and, and show up. And so I think this that – Middleton going to that Preston tournament will be a big indicator of where they sit uh, in a statewide rank. Yeah. So uh, you mentioned the two teams that Middleton lost to last year, Burley and and Skyline at state, they both returned their best player and, and both are division one players. Amari Whiting, of course, committed to Oregon in the back 12. That's a top 10 team, by the way. Yeah. And for Skyline, you know, Maddie Olson was supposed to be back. She committed to Montana State in the Big Sky Conference. She suffered an injury during soccer season. She won't be available, but Skyline's got a lot of good players. Long way of saying that Middleton could run rampant through the league again, but they're, they're going to have to prove it at State. 
Yeah, and they had you know one of the best players in the state last year, and Peyton Hymas, she's committed to go up to Lewis Clark. Um, they've also got Cassidy Freed, Risa Whitworth, and Sheridan Mortensen back. Those are those are four seniors. Um, and, and this is kind of you, you kind of look at other teams that have been like this in the past, where they have those that big senior class, and and that's the time to do it <laughs> when you have a loaded senior class that has all that experience. There's not a next year for them. It's this year, and and that's what I look for at Middleton right now. I think they have they have the class um, to do it again. I think that there's no reason that they shouldn't win the conference this year. They beat Columbia pretty good last week. Um, proved that you know they they picked up right where they left off in conference. But can they take that next step when it comes to playing with other teams outside the conference? So far, zero and three on non-conference games. But again, those are 5A schools. So we'll see in a few weeks when they go to Preston how they match up with those teams. Yeah, that's going to be a good measuring stick. So Middleton was picked to finish first in the preseason coaches poll. Bishop Kelly was picked to finish second, which was a little surprising to me because um, they lost like seven varsity contributors last year. Uh, Coach Derek McCormick is really mixing in new players. Now I think Bishop Kelly gets the benefit of the doubt because they've done this before, right? They've reloaded with, uh, they just seem to have athletes everywhere in every nook and cranny of that school. So Bishop Kelly's going to be pretty solid. Columbia was picked to finish third. You mentioned the Wildcats got to state last year. That was the first time in program history that Columbia yeah. had gotten to state. And I, I think they are a sneaky team this year. I really do. Um, they've got yeah. the Robertson sisters back, Ellie and Lexi. Uh, Lexi missed some time with an injury and is back. Uh, Neil Robertson is the coach. They've got Miley Mills. I really like this Columbia team. Yeah, Miley Mills, she had a great state tournament last year. Uh, she did really well in those games. And so, and she's only a junior. And like you said, Ellie Robertson, only a sophomore. Um, so they, they're young and they went to state last year. I know they, they struggled at state, um, but they have a real, a real good chance this year to take another step forward. They already took a huge step last year. And now they have that chance to make an even bigger step and make some noise when it comes to be state tournament time. Also, again, from them, like to see more outside the conference uh, when it comes to, to that kind of competition. Uh, we know what they can do in conference, but what can you do outside of the conference will be the question for them as well. Yes. Uh, and then beyond those top three, uh, there wasn't a real clear consensus on who would finish, you know, fourth through eighth, essentially. Nampa officially takes fourth in the preseason coaches poll. They've got a first-year coach in Erica Weissenbuehler, and they're kind of an unknown. Emmett was picked fifth. Valley View was picked sixth. Valley View has a – and both of those schools have new coaches. Amos Lee, who was previously at Cascade as the athletic director, uh, he is back in the SIC. Um, he started out uh, in the SIC – back in the day and he's excited to be back in the conference again leading Emmett and um Valley View has a, a new coach this year as well so a lot of new coaches at the bottom of the league yeah and you know that's what makes you think that um there's going to be a lot of growth to come from those teams and that is it going to be top dominant with Middleton and Columbia um are they going to are they going to kind of run through it you look at Nampa uh, really struggled. They've lost three games by no less than 29 points. It, it, they lost by 29 to Hawaii and then the 31 to Skyview and 30 to Fruitland, a 3A team. 
So, you know, it's looking like the Bulldogs might be struggling a little bit, but then, then at the other side, you know, Caldwell in the past has been a great team. I know they, they were picked lower in the total pole this year, but they, they did great at state two years ago. So, you know, the potential is there. They have the history of doing it. It's can they, can they resurrect that? Can they bring that success back for the Cougars? And hopefully they have a great team like they have shown that they can have in the past. And that's the thing we, we ask all of these coaches in the preseason questionnaires, you know, who, who's it, who, who could surprise this year? And almost every single coach had a different answer. You know, coach, coach McCormick said, I think Ridgeview has a shot to surprise some people. Um, Coach Trent Harrison at Middleton said, you know, I like Emmett. You know, Emmett looked very good at some tournaments this summer, and, and he thinks they're going to surprise a lot of teams. The first-year coach at Valley View is Andrew Lopez, and I think I, I, I have Valley View as kind of a sneaky team that I think could finish in the top half of the league. They have nine seniors on this year's roster, and anytime you have a senior class that big, you've got an opportunity to move up. Yeah, and, you know, you look at them, they had a really – Tough year last year, one in twenty-two. Um, it's only up from there, right? You you got to think that it can't get much worse than last season. And when you have nine seniors back, like you said, uh, it's got to count for something. They got to be able to take a step forward this year and, and improve a little bit, and and hopefully win a couple more games this year. I think having that, uh, you know, that behind you, you got it out of the way. Um, they they. Were aver- they, they weren't scoring a ton of points last year, less than 30 points a game. They were averaging as a team. Um, and, you know, you look on the other side of Naya Ojoku, who scores, you know, 25 points a game, and then they were she was averaging just as much as Valley View was scoring as a team. Um, and you got to think that that's going to improve, that they've hit the gym this summer, uh, that, that, that the more they've been playing with each other and, and learning each other's rhythms, that, that they've got to improve this season for the Falcons. Yeah, so uh, the fun part is, is that we'll we'll start to have tangible results that we can point to because it is an eight-team league, and everybody plays fourteen conference games. Those start like like tonight. We're recording this Tuesday night. <laughs> like league games start tonight and this week, and they don't stop till the end of the regular season. So um, we're going to be able to have actual concrete numbers we can point to next week, which is nice. Yeah, and I think it'll be fun to see how these shake out. Of course, um, you know when, when when people are playing those conference games and and how they start to go. We've already seen Middleton with that one conference win so far. I think that's the only one, right, so far that's played. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's just that Middleton Columbia game. Um, but outside of that, like you said, some people need to get some some wins on the board. But I am anxious to see Middleton. I think that's the the story of the preseason is how well they will do at the Preston tournament. If they're able to compete, then we know that they've taken that step forward. And I think that they, they can, they have the, I think they have the two best players in the league and Peyton Hymas and then Cassie freed. We did a couple games last year where nobody could go inside because Cassie free just knocked everything down. Um, you know, and, and if they do that again, if teams try to go inside, it's tough to do that against her. And then Peyton Hymas can do whatever she wants with the ball. Um, and so I think that if those two players step up, that they can have a good tournament there in Preston and show the rest of the state that, you know, last year, Hey, yeah, we struggled at state, uh, but we're back this year and we're going to make it more difficult. Among the teams that will be at the Preston tournament, 
uh, in terms of 4A teams, Preston, of course, which is the favorite in their conference, uh, Sugar Salem, which is a good 3A program, and then the defending champs from Blackfoot. So I haven't seen the official bracket yet, but either way, Middleton should get some good competition. Yeah, I mean, Preston and Blackfoot alone, and then you mentioned Sugar Salem. Uh, you know, I know they're only 3A, but they're one of those teams that they can play 4A schools and compete just fine with them. Um, yeah. So those will be some good um, – you know, measuring tools to see where you're at. I know it's early and teams can be completely different um, in December than they are in March and February. So, um, you know, you can't take, I guess, too much stock in it, but it is a good uh, measuring stick to see how your team is. Yeah, well, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch the girls basketball uh, teams as they really ramp up into action in December. We kind of got a taste of it in November, and December is really the big month for separation for girls basketball. Next week on the SIC PrepCast, we'll break down all the boys basketball action because it's going to be uh, just as wild and unpredictable as the girls said. There's a lot of good players and teams over there in the Treasure Valley. Yeah, it should be. You look at the D1 talent at the boys level and how exciting it is. It, it's great. I mean, you think Jack Payne committed uh, to Colorado State. You got Tyler Medeiros, who's got a couple offers to to U of I and ISU, and I'm I just think that his stock is going to continue to rise as the season goes along. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch that as, as the season unfolds. So, uh, Logan Green, thanks for stepping in and pinch hitting yeah. for Wayne this week. Yeah, it was fun. Thanks for letting me. Fill in for, for the man himself. That's right. Uh, big shoes to fill, certainly. And, and hopefully Wayne is back next week for another edition of the SIC PrepCast. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you next week on IdahoSports.com.